welcome to this little snippet of the Top Order podcast. We're going to talk about the MCC World Cricket Committee's law-making recommendations to the ICC. In this little snippet, we're going to talk about short pitch bowling and saliva, believe it or not. Stay tuned. Listeners of the Top Order podcast will be well aware of getting the dreaded pair or having their bales trimmed from time to time at the crease. No one wants a dreaded pair or to lose out to a DRS. That's the downstairs rainforest situation. So it's more important than ever to look after your pair, whether you're on the field, in the club rooms or down at the club. Now with manscaped.com, you'll never nick off, get caught in a slip or have a dreaded pair again. While you're on their website, check out some of the other product names. Kudos to the marketing department. The boys and girls there have done absolutely top work. My wife and I had a read and it was classic stuff. We had us rolling in the aisles uh, with laughter at some of the product names and genuinely some good stuff on there as well. Everything to look after you upstairs and your downstairs. Uh, keep it looking fresh and neat and tidy. You'll save 20% and get free shipping with the special code TOPORDER at checkout. You know how it works, chaps. Get over to manscaped.com and use TOPORDER for 20% off with free shipping on all their great products. At the end of the day, boys, a man's home is his castle. So look after the lawn around your castle with the Lawnmower 3.0 and range of quality accessories from manscaped.com. Good areas, boys. We're going to talk some law changes now. So we're going to talk about short pitch bowling first. So Baldy, over to you to give us an overview of what's being proposed. And then let's have a chat around uh, our thoughts on all matters laws. Yeah, so there's a couple of different proposals that have been bandied about as far as short pitch bowling is concerned. Uh, None of them in in, in this article that I'm looking at here uh, on the Crick Info site, but effectively the essence of it is should we ban short pitch bowling to, to junior cricketers, so anyone under the age of 18, and should there be an additional restriction in Uh, open cricket for anyone batting in the bottom four. So eight, nine, 10 or 11. And that could potentially range from everything from club cricket all the way up to first class or test level uh, being additional restrictions in being imposed on bowlers, bowling balls short or, or consistently short uh, in the Neil Wagner area of your anatomy, sort of between the rib cage and your your shoulder area. Um, Either consistently or or even as a is as a one off to to those different um, categories of cricketers, so juniors under eighteen, and also people batting in the bottom eight potentially as well. So um, the MCC has said in its committee that it's unanimous. However, in recognising short pitch bowling as a core part of the game, particularly at elite level, what do we think of these potential proposed changes that or, or p- possible changes? Um, to short pitch bowling being uh, severely restricted in junior cricket and then possibly also uh, in open age cricket as well for lower order players. So I think it's a really, really difficult situation because there's an emotional component to this conversation because we've had some instances recently, obviously um, Steve Smith and obviously the tragic incident with Philip Hughes as well, not so far um, gone, certainly in all of our memory banks. I think if I kind of put a slightly different spin on it, um, it's a really difficult one because as a kid growing up in England, we didn't play on wickets that really gave the seam of the opportunity to hit you in the head too often in in, uh, underage cricket. And I got a rude awakening when I got to Australia to play grade cricket when I was 18. My first game got hit in the mouth, um, trying to decide that that was a good time to start hooking um, (laughs) off my nose. 
Um, but look, I, I think the, the issue here is I understand why they're making that suggestion, but it's going to be relatively subjective, isn't it, in terms of um, looking at particular levels of cricket, looking at protect, potentially protecting tail end batsmen, but then what happens when, you know, a tail end batsman, you know, starts to smash it all over the place? Or, you know, what what's the situation then? Are you allowed to go to it when he's 80 not out? Um, or, you know, do you have to keep pitching it up and watch it disappear over the mid-wicket fence? So I think there's, there's going to be all those kind of conversations going on. And then I think I don't want to sort of hark back to the, you know, the, the older players that talk about the fact that the modern players don't play the short ball as well because they've got the helmet and they've got um, protection. Um, but they'll all go back and say that, you know, they didn't get hit as often because they had to watch the ball. And I just wonder whether or not this might create more of a problem as you move forward if you haven't had to even contemplate dealing with it as you play age group cricket um so look really really difficult wouldn't want to be making this call whatsoever because there's clearly that safety piece and um you know when you look at your kids playing rugby now it's so regulated around you know the weight of kids that are allowed to play in the front row and and all those kind of things you know cricket's got to take some of those strides as well if parents are going to actually let their kids play the game um but really really difficult to know what the answer is Raj, is a top order better? What's your view on on these potential rule changes uh, at a junior level and again at, at a senior cricket level? So I guess I'm I'm very much off the fence. I think it's a poor decision to to ban the short pitched bowling. Uh, I guess there's a few layers to this onion that uh, Binksy has 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 unpeeled there. The first one I want to look at is the junior cricket. I think. Banning it there is actually the last place you want to ban it. That that's where you learn how to play the play the fast ball, you learn the fast short ball, and you learn the correct technique for playing that that short pitch bowling. You get out of the way of it. You 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 hook it like Binksy said, or you yeah you you get out of the way of it. I the other one that I wanted to point out was when we we're talking about tail enders. Binksy's completely right. How do you identify who's a tail ender? Sure, that's easy to do it in Test match cricket. Well, how do you do that on a Saturday? When you're playing a team you don't know. Mm, well, I can I can just harken back to that last club match that I played in, in which you know there were a couple of really good top six batsmen that, by virtue of the fact they didn't play in the first week of the game, ended up playing it and batting at eight or nine in the second week, and we went from you know seventy for four to two sixty all out uh, by virtue of of those guys coming in uh, being replacement, legitimate replacement players, and and batting in that bottom order. Did you get a bat in that ball day? We'll, we'll swiftly we'll swiftly move on to issues more important and more relevant. Um, but what do you do about what do you do about a guy like Mo Ali who bats at eight for England who's got multiple Test century Test centuries? What do you do about a guy like Ravi Ashwin who's got a Test century in in this um, series batting at eight? If you couldn't bowl him a bouncer, he's going to score millions of runs. You know, as as will a whole bunch of well credentialed lower order batsmen that are that are running around in, in Test cricket at the moment. I understand the the safety aspect of it, but and it's an interesting perspective you've got there, Raj. That when you're a junior cricketer, that's where you learn to play your shots and learn defensive techniques and how to deal with those kinds of of, of balls. Stuart, what's your view? I mean, you you batted in the in the lower order uh, like I like I do. Uh, what's your view on 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 short pitch bowling here and potential changes to the law? Uh, I would have certainly been a much better cricketer, better if I'd never had to face short pitch bowling. It was it was definitely not a strength of mine, but I, I just think it's way too hard to police, right? I mean, what what do you do? You know, you guys mentioned all the players that legitimately bat there. Why can't Michael Bevan 
But, you know, someone like that who notoriously was said to struggle with the short ball, what's to stop him batting eight in test cricket? Mm. Or, you know, why, why can't you – you could just manipulate this so many different ways, and I just don't see how they can do it. And it's really interesting that, that you raise that because there already is, as I understand it, in the laws of cricket, a way for the umpires to um, call out bowling that is – um, repeatedly intimidatory and dangerous to the batsman. And so the umpires already have a framework in which they can make that decision, right? We're talking about um, stronger mandates or, or some kind of quantitative-based mandates for that because the umpires already have that within their discretionary power. Can you ever right? recall so, that being used, Baldy? I can't. I can't ever recall it being used in first-class or, or international cricket. I imagine that occasionally a very, very strong-willed um, senior umpire will have pulled that out in a club game where mm. you know a, a batsman maybe like me you know is getting is getting roughed up and and it's it's actually proving dangerous to that to that batsman's health and I can imagine that could potentially happen and maybe in a club game but I don't think that that would happen at first class cricket not certainly in my memory. It it happened in the eighty uh, eighty. Geez, my poor here that I don't know the exact year. It's eighty five eighty six where Hadley got all the the fifteen wickets at the at the Gabba and things where it happened in that game where in a ridiculous way where I think it was Lance Cairns or Martin Snead or someone who just was not a scary fast bowler was bowling to uh, I think the 10 or 11 for Australia and bowled a bouncer nicked him off actually and it was given uh, not out because of uh, you know predatory short bowling Australian umpiring surely and and but I think you know on back on the realistic point there I think you're totally right, Baldy. That's the answer. When the umpires just have to have the mandate to actually use the rules that are in there, because you touched on the safety piece before, Binksy. I mean, Chris Martin. You don't you, you don't want Brett Lee running in and bowling six bounces in a row at Chris Martin because he actually isn't equipped to to defend himself in those situations. You don't. Well, he should be. He should be though. Well, I agree. I agree. I guess, and I guess. I guess the answer is if he the answer is he can have one pitched at him and if he then if Brett Lee is running in and not trying to actually get him out like if he runs in and bowls five Yorkers and Chris Martin keeps them all out then sure you bowl a short pitch ball but I don't think that you know breakers f an arm that which doesn't refer to Chris Martin that was but, Jimmy Anderson I think <laughs> But, you know, I don't think you want to be in those situations where actually someone is going out with a mandate to injure someone who doesn't have that thing. But, you know, on on how you do it, I don't know how because everything that you do is going to be so subjective. So one of the things that's just sort of running through my mind is the, is the rugby analogy where they do have a, a grade that's based on weight, don't they? I think it's under 85 kilograms or something like that, and that's – primarily a you know a safety concern so you know i wonder whether or not you you know you're actually going to have to have two grades of of recreational cricket if you were to police this properly and one where you're saying hey you know in this your averages are going to be a bit higher and you know you're chatting the bar and your ability to really go out on the circuit is going to be a lot um, a lot better because you're going to get to smash loads of half volleys around and the other is uh is the tough stuff is is the stuff where that um is uh you know is allowable but yeah, then how does that sort of make its way into, you know, the elite game, I, I think is the question. Why aren't we just talking about making the equipment better? 
why, why aren't we just talking about making helmets that you know ensure that people don't get hit? I know you made the pink point, Binksy and Raj, that if people have helmets, then potentially they're not playing the short ball as well as they could be. But that you know, then they're not good cricketers. You know, then they're then they're not they don't have the ability to score runs all around the ground. Why aren't we just working on making helmets as safe as possible so that this doesn't happen? I think. The only way we could be safer is if we uh, commission Robert Downey Jr. to make an Iron Man suit. Because <laughs> ser- seriously, the, I think that the protection is there. If, if you're getting hit in the back of the head, I know that we've had um, examples uh, very recent where it has, has happened. But something's gone wrong in that situation. That Something has gone wrong. Uh, I, I just I feel like... I'm not sure why we are talking about this. And I, from the from the perspective I'm coming from, are we talking about making sure that everybody is safe or are we talking about getting people more involved in the game? Do we see this as a barrier to people playing the game? I I think that I think that cricket I think that cricket authorities are front-footing the possibility of um, injury or, or significant injury uh, to young cricketers as a result of an impact to the head. And we've seen um, a trend in a lot of contact sports where prolonged and repeated head injury has resulted in really, really bad mental health outcomes uh, and brain injury outcomes. I think cricket are trying to get ahead of that. Um, cricket is a very different game, though, where you, you aren't struck on the head very often. But when you are, it's a very, very high impact, high energy collision. You know, there's not a lot of weight behind a cricket ball, but it is moving incredibly quickly, far, far quicker than a rugby league player, uh, even a good one can travel. Um, and it is it is effectively a missile that that's striking you. So I think that's why cricketers uh, are trying to get ahead of of this potential um, potential problem. Whether or not we're going too far by banning all short pitch bowling at a junior level, it, it remains to be seen, particularly if... Um, helmets, as far as I'm aware, in Australia and New Zealand are mandatory for all cricketers, all batsmen, uh, all wicketkeepers standing up to the stump. So there's definitely the protection element there. I think cricket is, is opening the conversation to are we going far enough. Uh, let's move on to... Oh, right. Just one other question. So if we're going down this line, surely, uh, Stu, you can never bowl with a short leg either. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. How can you? How can you ever... Put a man in close. Yeah, there are just so many elements to this. And, you know, I completely agree, Baldy, on the safety element. And concussion concussion is no joke. You know, it's a brain injury. It's a legitimate brain injury that causes a huge amount of problems for for people in their in later life. And, you know, at the time, we've seen that many, many times. But I, I just don't, I don't really see a solution other than making things as safe as possible with, you know, while the head injury is going, or while the while the short pitch bowling is still going on. Let's move on quickly. Let's let's talk about a uh, a quick one. Uh, permanent ban on the use of saliva on the ball. So the cricket committee is also debating whether or not to permanently ban the use of saliva, um, and it will consult current players before making a ruling late at a later stage on uh, whether or not we're allowed to ever use saliva to polish the ball again, or it will be swear only. Um, Binksy, your your thoughts on that? I have no strong opinion one way or the other. Yeah, has there been any has there been any thought, uh, like any actual evidence on whether it's made any difference? 
Well, I don't think there's been I don't think there's been a tremendous amount of difference in terms of the in terms of the outcomes on the field. I mean, we certainly haven't seen the ball swing prodigiously less in test matches. Um, you only have to look at the Melbourne test match, and there was swing and seam movement there. Um, so I don't think that there's been a, a prodigious lack of, of of seam movement. Certainly, no one's really commented on that, have they, Adam? Not a Jimmy Anderson whinge about it, so I reckon it must be all right. Yeah. Um, so the the MCC said it would consult current players on the no saliva ruling before, before making a law change, but um, it's entirely possible that we will see that become a permanent part of the cricketing uh, laws. Raj? No, not required. Not required? Not, not required? I'd What's prefer, this? I prefer the other option where they're allowed to do whatever they want with the ball. Get, yes. Get the bottle caps, get the get the sandpaper, get the... The hair gel, the polish, it's crazy. On board, I'm on board with that. Get yeah. the get the zinc out. Brill yeah, cream. I love it. All right, so we 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 have a four hour debate on a pitch, but and then we <laughs> all become flippant when it comes to the cricket ball. All right, fair enough. Yep, yep. Play on Ahmedabad and with a uh, with a ball that you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah, you can turn it into the shape of a uh, of a square, can you? <laughs> oh no, it's got to be circular. Bowl a Rubik's cube. Yeah, it's got to be circular. Fit fit through that little contraption that the umpires have. As long as it can do that, you can do whatever you want. The problem with bowling me a Rubik's Cube, Binksy, is it'll take me 17 hours while I'm standing at the other end trying to figure out how to put it back together again before I'm allowed to play a shot. What would the umpires do if they didn't get to put the ball through that circle? (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to the Top Order podcast. Before you disappear from our feed, if you're a new listener, please do go and check out the back catalogue. We've spoken recently to New Zealand coach Gary Stead. We've got Graham Thorpe. We've got Shane Dietz. We've got Barry Richards, Shane Bond, Colin Miller, all in the back catalogue. You can find the details www.thetoporderpodcast.com. We're the Top Order Podcast on Instagram, although we're still really figuring that out. We're at Top Order Pod on Facebook and Twitter. So don't be shy to jump on, give our tweets a share or a retweet, and we'll see you next week. 